Marathon on AFR. Hebrews 12.2 tells us to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Call 877-616-2396 and make your pledge. Or give online at AFR.net. It's Spring Marathon on AFR, and we're looking to Jesus. I turn my Sandy Rios with you. You know, one of the things I love about Sherathon, I always look forward to what the production uh, department is going to do. They do the best. They just kind of give us the best foundation, uh, the music and everything. It really sets us up to talk to you and let you know what the needs are. Our theme this year is looking this year, this spring. This is Spring Sherathon 2022. Can you believe it? Uh, and our theme is looking to Jesus, and the verse is Hebrews 12, 2. How important this verse is for us right now, given where we're living and what's happening. Looking to Jesus. We look to Jesus, you and I. We look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What a beautiful verse, especially given coming on the heels of Easter weekend, when I'm sure that those of you that are in church and are believers in Jesus have uh, you know, rehearsed in your mind in various ways through music. Uh, one thing my husband and I like to do is watch the movie Son of God. That's one of our favorite portrayals of the life of Jesus. So I'm going to look at this verse for a second. Jesus, the author, is the author of our faith. He's the one who thought of all of this. He was present at the foundation of the world, and he's the finisher. Where is the finish going to be? You know what it's going to be. We look to Revelation and all the prophecies for that. He's the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, the joy meaning, for heaven's sake, enduring the cross and the beatings and the humiliation and the separation from God could not have been joy, but it meant beyond that, the joy of being back in heaven united with the Father and having the thing done on behalf of those that he loved who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Endurance is something that most of us don't want anything to do with because the only way you can have endurance is to suffer. But Jesus endured the cross, and we are to be like him. We must learn to endure. Despising the shame, meaning that he didn't care about the shame, he said, to heck with the shame, I don't care about it. Uh, I know that I'm being shamed, but you know what? It doesn't, I just reject the notion of shame. I'm happy to take on this shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And that is our great hope because we're going to be with him soon. When he comes again or when we die, one way or the other, it's going to happen. So that's at looking to Jesus, Hebrews 12, too. Well, Spring Sherathon, uh, you know, this is when we ask you to help. And we don't have to beg because you guys just give. I, I'm just so honored. I cannot tell you the honor it is that you just... You don't have to be coerced. We ask for your help, and what we do is so valuable to you. You tell us that through your giving. And so if you'd like to help, it's 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, 
or you can go to AFR.net, AFR.net, and make your best donation. Before I introduce my special guest this morning, let's listen to a listener. I always love these stories. Let's listen to what one person had to say. I'm Beth Roberts from Allendale, Michigan. American Family Radio is one of my best friends. I started listening about three years ago and have been so blessed, especially to hear the truth on your talk shows. I listen daily to Sandy Rios, Today's Issues, and At the Core, and I appreciate how the hosts always give their source. It's an honor to be part of a radio family that glorifies our Savior, Jesus Christ, And I pray for you and your ministry daily. Thank you, and God bless America. Wow. See what I mean? (laughs) See what I mean about our listeners? I mean, you give us more than we give you. That's an amazing thing. And so, sitting in the studio back in Tupelo is Tim Weirman. He's the president of American Family Association. Tim, what does it make you think when you listen to a a, a call like that? Well, I was listening to that dear lady from, who was was her name? Uh, Uh... I don't, I don't Beth, remember. Beth, I think. Uh, anyway, she's calling from Michigan. Okay, I, I'm in Mississippi. She's in Michigan. You're in another state, Sandy. And we're all in this together. You know, American <laughs> family. It really is American family radio. And we. But why? Because we all share the same Savior, and we all share the same values. And uh, American family radio is able to, you know, uh, bring all that together across the country. And uh, we uh, uh, just so thankful, as you say, to all of our listeners, wherever they may be tuned in, or uh, I don't know what you say today when you listen on the app. Are you are you are you tuned into an app, Sandy? <laughs> or I don't know how that you're yeah. are you uh, you're uh, connected to I don't know connected to the, yeah. to the world connected to the I guess cloud. You, yeah. So <laughs> hey, we, we, yeah, we're we're just so excited. It's Sharathon. It, 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 like you said, twenty twenty two. That's hard to even say. Uh, right? It is weird. Yeah, yeah, I liked it better. Yeah, no, but I'm getting used to it. At least it's an even number. <laughs> that rests with me a little better. I'm not sure why. Hey, Tim, uh, uh-huh. tell people, we have a lot of new listeners. We always do. You know, the show shows are growing exponentially, and a lot of people are listening all over the world now with the app, and I think we have listeners all over the country. I know we do. And so what what are we doing here, and what's the emphasis this year? Well, uh, for those who have been with us a long time, they know already, but for those who are relatively new, uh, we, we are a, um, a ministry, therefore we have to raise our, our financial needs. I mean, this is not free. Uh, satellite time uh, costs money. We have to build towers. We have to maintain them. We have to have staff and personnel. Uh, we have to have a radio host like Sandy and, and, and others uh, throughout the day. So uh, there's just so much that goes into uh, covering the expenses of a radio ministry at the size that we are. We're 182 radio stations, and, and so we, uh, we count on folks, Sandy, uh, during the fall and during the spring to make pledges, to make pledges, to make it, and to be as generous as you can. And that's how we, uh, you know, maintain our ministry, and that's how we grow. And that's how we budget, like everybody else. So that's what we're asking folks to do. Help American Family Radio stay on the air and keep growing. And I'm going to give the phone number now <clears throat> that you will hear 1,479 times between now 
probably more, probably more than that <laughs> between now and Thursday uh, when we end Sherathon. Sherathon is three days, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So here's the number, folks, and you can call in and make a pledge and be as generous as you possibly can and help us out here on American Family Radio. The telephone number is 877-616-2396. Again, I'll give that 877-616-2396. You can call now. I'm going to look out at our phone volunteers, and some of our staff is answering the phone here too in Tupelo, and the uh, they're, they're ready to take your call. And... Uh, be, again, be as generous as you can as you make your pledge to AFR. Sandy? Yeah, Tim, uh, let's talk about Easter for a second because, um, you know, we. I, I was just curious to know, do you, your church and your own customs in Mississippi might be different than some other places. I, I just find myself in general wanting more. I love Easter I want more. I want more celebration. I want more music. I want more time. I don't want to just go to church and hear a couple of nice songs and leave and then go have dinner. That's not enough. And I, I just, I'm on a crusade about that, to be honest with you. You know, uh, Good Friday just seems to get lost. Some churches still have Good Friday services, but many, many don't, especially uh, the Southern Baptist, uh, uh, which is how I grew up, uh, doesn't seem to do anything on Good Friday. Uh, Presbyterians are still hanging in there. <laughs> they have a lot of services. I want more. I just think it's the best mm-hmm. time of the year for Christians. It's a thrilling, thrilling time. It's better than Christmas in terms in terms of the intrinsic meaning. Uh, well, they're both, you know, that'd be hard to make that decision, wouldn't it? But this is a joyous occasion. And um, so I just wanted to, how was yours, by the way? Did you feel like it was sufficiently celebrated? <clears throat> how do I answer that? Um, <laughs> and not get in trouble. Uh, it, yeah, I know, right? And he's on our board, right? <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, we we had a wonderful uh, uh, church experience at Hope Church in Tupelo, Mississippi, and and a, a great celebration. You're right, though. Uh, a lot of times Easter gets lost. I don't know why uh, in the in the shuffle of, of of things. Maybe because people get so much so so much uh, get outside and get busier during the, uh, during the springtime. I think what I've always uh, liked about spring and, and, and Easter is, and this is kind of cliche, but it's, you know, it's the, it's new beginnings. It's new life. The flowers are coming out, you know, the, it's getting warmer. Uh, uh the grass is getting greener. I mean, and, and those things, uh, which, which are signs of life, right. For after a dormant dead winter, it's the same way with Christ. And, uh, after we were dead in our sins, winter, if you will, spring is here, and there's new life, and that's when Easter is celebrated. And so I'm always, uh, I don't know what you call that, but I'm always reminded during springtime of, of what new life is and regeneration and and uh, the, 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 the hope that we have in Christ. Yep, me too. And uh, again, I just want to, I guess I want to encourage everyone to be more purposeful, about think about next year what you're going to do going to do actually and then that's then thought the doing the doing doesn't make you more <laughs> holy i'm not saying that i'm just saying because you love him you are robbing yourself of the joy of entering into the memories of what he did and reliving that and you remember uh, god was pretty clear about the the law how we were to write it on our hearts on the lamppost, put it on our heads right uh, we were to remember remember repeat and tell our children and so 
Don't forget, uh, it's not the Easter Bunny that you need to make sure you repeat and make sure you have the chocolate eggs. It's the story. It's the story of what Jesus did, and it's powerful, and it's always exciting, I'll tell you. So um, now, let me just tell you a few things that happened over the Easter weekend, Tim. You might have missed this. The New York Times uh, thought Thursday, which was, you know, right before, that's the night that Jesus would have celebrated Passover and actually been arrested, uh, they decided to uh, publish an op-ed by Shalom Auslander. He's the author of a book called Four Skins Lament, a memoir, in which he bitterly recounts his Orthodox Jewish upbringing and how he has to has, has ha- said goodbye to all of that. Um, that's what he did in the New York Times piece. Um, he talked about, in, in this time of war and violence, of oppression and suffering, I propose we pass over something else, God. So that's what the New York Times, that's how they celebrated, you know, the beginning of um, the, the Easter weekend. But on the other hand, the other story that I wanted to tell you, there, there was a plane, you may have, may have heard this story. It was a plane flying from Europe, uh, and there were a group of missionaries from Kingdom, well, Christians, from Kingdom Realm Ministries, traveling back from having ministered for a long time in Ukraine, feeding them, working, singing, and they, on the plane, Tim, they got up with the guitar and started singing worship songs and walking up and down the aisle and just, uh, you know, kind of took over the plane. Uh, Ilhan Omar was really unhappy about that. And she tweeted, I think my family and I should have a prayer session next time I'm on a plane. How do you think it will end? And so um, I just have to say that Ilhan Omar got a lot of blowback. Georgia House candidate Vernon Jones says, why do you hate Christians, Ilhan? If the freedom of religion we enjoy here in America disturbs you, feel free to pack your bags and head back to Somalia, Sudan, or wherever you're from, and take your brother with you. Mm, <laughs> that wow. was just one example. Okay, then. But, uh, but listen, talk about contrast, you know, the overflow of joy for them. They had just been ministering, and right. that's the way we as believers should be. I'm not saying we should stand up on the plane and, and right. harangue you our gotta, fellow passengers. a captive audience, right? There. <laughs> that's true. Right. That's true. But that, well, listen, there's not much room to walk, walk down an aisle with a guitar without hitting somebody in the head. Yeah, there's a video of it. It's actually, it's very sweet. Yeah, I've and seen that. Just yeah. singing, you know? Well, they were so yeah. excited because I didn't realize they'd been in the Ukraine. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they had been there ministering, and so that's why they were so filled with the Spirit. They were just thrilled by what they've been able to do. Amen. So anyway, so that's what's happening. There's a few things that happened over the weekend. We are in the middle of Spring share and if you would like to make a donation, if you're able to do that, if your finances have evened out a little bit and you have some money to give, our phone number is 877-616-2396, or go to AFR.net. And when we come back, some news, some other news for Tim's ears, and we could talk about it. Don't Stay tuned. American Family Association founder Don Wildman saw signs of the times long ago. At the turn of the century, he wrote these words, which ring even more true today. A dark cloud has descended on America. This cloud has left us unable to tell right from wrong. In pursuit of what is called politically correct, tolerant, and diverse, we have not only permitted, but promoted a way of life that should we continue to follow it, will ultimately destroy this grand experiment we call America. There is a way to lift this cloud of darkness, a light to show the way. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
we need to do the best we can to follow that light and share him with others. A reminder from the American Family Association. My husband and me listen to AFR and feel a blessing in being able to pray for the ministries there. We just thank God for your blessing to us. I want to thank Sandy Rios and the AFA family for being there 24 hours. AFR is so important at this time. Thank you for Joseph Parker reading the Word of God. AFR is a delight. Thank you. It's Spring share thought on AFR, and we're looking to Jesus. and make your pledge or give online at AFR.net It's Sherathon on American Family Radio Looking to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, and that's Hebrews 12, 2, and that's the theme of our share our spring share looking to Jesus, Hebrews 12, 2. All right, uh, we're, uh, yeah, we're doing spring share and I do have some news, some actually good news. I know it never happens, Tim, but this morning we have some good news, but before we tell that good news, anything going on there in the studio, any phones ringing by chance? Yeah, it, it is share on American Family Radio. This is Sandy Rios in the morning. I'm sharing the microphone with Sandy this morning. My name's Tim Wildman. And I am uh, right next door. Oh, in fact, I'm looking through the uh, the glass at our phone uh, volunteers. Some of them are our staff, so they're getting paid. <laughs> so, yeah, so it doesn't count, right? Yeah. <laughs> no brownie points for them. Yeah, in any in any event, they're here to answer the phone early in the morning to take calls from around the country on people who believe in the ministry of American Family Radio and want to help us out. You know, folks, we only do this three days. By this, I mean share where we pause from our regular programming and we ask for a donation. We pass the virtual offering plate, if you will. We only do this three days in the spring, three days in the fall. So whatever we may be accused of begging for money all the time is not one of them that's going to be accurate, okay, because we don't do that. We just... Uh, make our appeal in the spring, three days, and three days in the fall. And you folks who listen to AFR have always, always, always come through for us and been able to, we've been able to count on you. Let me give you the number. Well, let me just mention some of the folks who've called in. Mary from Madison, this is in the last few minutes. These are people who've made donations to AFR. Robert from Warner Robins, Georgia. Shirley from Pontotoc, Mississippi. Tara from Mansfield, Ohio. Debbie from Dyersburg, Tennessee. Uh, Mary from Madison, Alabama. Mark from Effingham, Illinois. That's that's your old near your old stopping ground, isn't it, Sandy? Not far. Yeah, not far. Uh, Illinois, the land of Lincoln, and Stephen from Fairfax, Virginia, and uh, James and Le- uh, Lena, uh, L Y N N A. I think I got that right from Mineral Springs, Arkansas. So, and there's a call from West Virginia uh, that has just come in from uh, Kimberly. So if you want to be a part of this and help us out here at American Family Radio, please make as generous a gift as you can, and uh, we will be very appreciative to you for doing that. And we've got uh, all kind of uh, 
gifts that we are sending out, if you respond, in fact, what we have here is it's my it's my dad, Don Wildman, who's the founder of the ministry. Uh, he has a radio series called It's My Turn, which is a, a commentary and stories that he uh, collected over the years. They all have an inspirational and Christian message to them, but it's the, the commentary that we had for many years on AFR when Dad was uh, the president. It's called It's My Turn. And for a one-time gift of $150 or more to AFR share or a monthly gift of $30 or more, <clears throat> if you make that kind of commitment to the, uh, to the ministry, we will send you the DVD collection of, of uh, all the my turn, it's my turns that my dad did over the years. So uh, you're going to, th- those stories are, are just timeless that he, he talks about in, the, in these commentaries. So here's the phone number to reach us here at AFR and make a gift, 877-616-2396. Again, 877-616-2396. You can call right now. Because we have folks ready to answer the phone. I'm watching them right now through the glass. And uh, the uh, the online, if you want to check us out online, it, we're, our website's AFR.net, AFR.net. You can give there, too, if you're antisocial and don't want to talk to anybody. You can uh, go there at AFR.net, AFR.net, and make a donation online. Sandy? All right. I'm laughing at you if you're antisocial. That's what, you know, many of, most of us are now, I think, <laughs> masks and online. Anyway, right. All right. Well, all right. I do have some news, but before we do that news, let's listen to another listener. This is two things. I love it, share a thought. Well, three things, actually. I love being with Tim. It's fun when he joins me. I love the production team, what they do. I always look forward to that, whatever song they've chosen, the theme they've chosen, and I look forward to your stories because we ask you every year, every spring and fall, to call in and tell us what AFR Talk means to you. And this is fun for me, and I think it's fun for the rest of the hosts, too, and for Tim, too. So here's one. We don't know who it is, where they're from, but listen, and we'll find out. Hi, my name is Trudy, and I live in Michigan. I am so thankful for AFA and AFR. You all are my lifeline. I listen on my AFR app, starting with Sandy in the morning, then going on through my day with the remarkable programming. And I get to listen all day to remarkable programming. Praise the Lord. I am so thankful I can share what God has blessed me with during each share So thank you to all at AFR and AFA. I pray for God's blessings on each and every one of you. Well, Trudy, thank you. That's That was wonderful. You know, she has reminded me that we need to tell people, that means all of you listening, uh, you know, we do have 188, I think, stations, and that's lovely, but a lot of people live where you can't hear. You don't have a station near you. And so the AFR Talk app, AFR, our American Family Radio Talk app is a wonderful thing to download on your phone. You can get it all over the world anytime. And you can listen to the podcast through that, listen to it in your own time, 
or you can listen to it in real time as it's uh, given each day, whatever show you're trying to listen to. It's easy to use, and uh, it's just great. It really is. It just expands the universe, and we, we it has exploded. Our listenership on the AFR Talk app has exploded, and so that's a good example of someone who's in, using it and enjoying it. So, Trudy, thanks for bringing that to our attention. 877-616-2396 is the number. Or you can go to AFR.net, 877-616-2396, or AFR.net. All right, so I know that you know this, Tim. I know that you know that you know this, mm-hmm. but a U.S. District Judge down in Florida, Catherine Kimball Mazel, yesterday uh, said they put an end to President Biden's illegal mask mandate. And the reason she says it's illegal is that he does not have the authority. And she goes down... Uh, into administrative law and explains in her ruling why it can no longer be. So suddenly, this mask mandate that was uh, on in airports, uh, in airplanes, is gone. It's oh, gone. hallelujah. <laughs> so, but now here's the story, <laughs> I though. I speak uh, for all of America, by the way. <laughs> yes, you do. There, uh, at the top of the show, the news department played a clip of some people on a plane when the pilot, I think, mentioned it. You know, very happy people. Uh, yeah, those of us that fly, oh, my goodness. Well, you I'm know what so... was happening, Sandy, is, as I understand it, is the Biden administration was delegating the law to the CDC. Yes. You know, the Centers for Disease Control. And they were the ones making the decisions on when the mask mandates for airplanes would be uh, instituted or lifted. And the judge said, as I understand, this was a federal judge appointed by President Trump, said that the CDC does not have that kind of authority. And secondly, that the uh, that the uh, <clears throat> rules were arbitrary because uh, they're making people wear masks on planes. And meanwhile, people coming uh, on boats or, or over the southern border or <clears throat> – otherwise coming into the United States don't have to wear any mask. So yep. I, I'm just so happy. And I know my wife, Allison is a, we, we don't fly a whole lot, but when we do in the last couple of years, she has never eaten her almonds and peanuts so slowly uh, <laughs> on the airplane Yeah, because it's she, miserable. Oh, they, those, have, those, they have turned, yeah. you know, I've just almost quit flying for now for the last because uh, it's miserable to be on a plane. I mean, you feel like you're in uh, in jail. I do. I mean, you. some of these flight attendants, you know, took this all to heart. They loved marching up and down the aisles and barking at people. Others, I think, were miserable having to do that, having to make people, you know, having to be an enforcer of something that they may not have even embraced. But it's gone now, at least for now. Judge Mazel, by the way, uh, is uh, young. She's only about 35. And Tim, you may not know, but um, there was we had to push really hard to get her through when Trump was president because um, she was young and she was very conservative and there was they understood they were going to be in trouble. In fact, I'll tell you a little bit about if I can find this. She's the uh, judge that she's the judge that ruled no more mask mandates from the yes. CDC. Okay. Yes. And I'll tell you, uh, this won't, this doesn't mean not all these names mean everything mean much to me either. But according to Mike Davis, who's a good friend, he's been on the show several times. Uh, Mike says that she has clerked for four federal judges: Judge Moody on her current court, Judge Pryor, that's the conservative uh, justice from Arkansas, oh, Alabama, Judge Pryor on the appellate court that supervises her court, Judge Katsis on the appellate court that she supervises uh, the administrative state, Justice Thomas, 
on the court that supervises, and she's brilliant. So she was a Justice Thomas while well, she worked. She clerked for him. So uh, she's, you know, yeah, man, she's, uh, that's bad for the left. They're very upset about it. You should hear some of the tweets that they are pinning, but I'm not even going to take time to read them. They're also criticizing her age because she's young. But, of course, this is, uh, so Mike Davis points out that, actually, she she's the very same age as Senator John Ossoff. From Georgia, that was the radical right. leftist who was elected. So she's the very same age as him. Now they were—they're fine. They never said that he was too young, and he is now, of course, in the Senate overseeing the appointment of judges, and that's okay at his age. But she, a woman at thirty-five, cannot be on the bench bench and make such horrible uh, decisions. And one last thing, just a practical thing, uh, Tim: the the basis that they're using for masking up again, and of course. There's colleges and universities that are reinstating their masking policy all over the place. Maybe I can get to that in a second. But uh, it's the BA2 variant. That's the one that's uh, the, the supposedly so frightening. It accounts for 85% of U.S. cases. Mm. My understanding is it's like a bad cold. Like uh, the, but uh, that's the, the, my understanding. What's it called? The what variant? The B, BA2. Okay. BA2. The daily case count remains close to pandemic lows mm. across the country but are slowly increasing and have reached 38,000 per day. Now, that's the uh, the cases. Uh, but the hospitalizations continue to decline. So doesn't that say it all? They've well, got this increase of cases and a decline in hospitalizations. Yeah, it's it's not dangerous at all. This uh, variant, they're talking about the BA2594-6. <laughs> I think that's Junior Samples number. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not, it's not, I'm not making fun of COVID. I'm just saying that this doesn't go the lungs. It's a head cold or it, it's, it's not dangerous. And so, uh, we're talking about the latest variant of COVID. So and we praise the Lord for that. And, uh, so it, it's, it, there, I don't know what the left is going to do when this fades out completely, which seems like it's, it's headed that way. I'm talking about COVID, uh, Sandy, because as it mutates, it gets weaker, right? Viruses, isn't that how it works? Yes. Uh, historically? It gets, yeah, it, gets, it seems to get more contagious and, and uh, less virulent, you know, in yeah. terms and of And thus China releases another one, which... Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> well, there, you know what? There, at the same time now, here's the caution. You know, always have a caution because yes. it has to be one. Uh, we don't know what the Biden administration is going to do. Are they going to appeal this decision? Oh, and you mean, if they do, they'd have to appeal it to the uh, Supreme Court? No, they if need they, to drop it. It's highly, highly unpopular, and they they need they need the Biden administration needs some kind of winning issue right now. I would not fight the end of the mask mandate on planes. By the way, the the airplane industry, I mean the airlines, some of them at least have been appealing for this for several months now for relief on this because number one, their their uh, flight attendants don't like being mask police. Most of them. They just want to serve, uh, you know, uh, Diet Cokes and pretzels and, and help people get their luggage on top. They don't want to go around barking at people. Now, I know some of them are, are maybe control freaks, but for the most part, they don't like doing that. And secondly, uh, who gives the CDC the authority to, uh, to set law for airplanes, uh, for example, and and how long does that last? The CDC wasn't elected by anybody. They're not a representative uh, or a senator. Yeah, I know that well, the I know that the executive branch of the federal government, i.e., the president, has a lot of authority. 
But some of these emergency mandates that uh, were put on by governors in some cases, and uh, they just keep extending them, keep extending them, keep extending them. Well, uh, the, a lot of these uh, emergency mandates were not, never intended to be permanent law by, by continuing to re-up them. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you have to go to your uh, state legislatures or your Congress to get approval and authority to continue to enforce what in, what in, what in essence has become law. Yes. Uh, Does that yes, make sense? Absolutely. You know yes, what I'm talking no, about? It's yeah. true. I've got a whole, I've got a, a whole bit of, a lot of information on that, actually. But let me, let me just finish this one thought. I, I do think, uh, yes, it would be really ridiculous for the Biden administration on a logical basis to go back to the Supreme Court when they are so wildly unpopular. Uh, but the Supreme Court just rejected uh, a challenge from New York City teachers uh, about the, man, the mask mandates, and they, they refused to hear the challenge. The Supreme Court is a bad place right now on this issue, and I don't think the Biden administration honestly cares. Obviously, Tim, they just keep letting gas prices yeah. go up. They keep letting uh, illegal immigrants uh, cross the border in mass. Yeah. I'll be I'll be surprised. I just don't think mask on airplanes is a hill that Biden wants to die on. But go for it if you. Yeah. I just well, don't, I, I really don't think so. But anyway, yes. But of course, the 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 appeal of that is a lot more than just that. It's the control. And that's that. But I mean, I, I'm optimistic too. Yeah. I really am. I don't know why, because yeah. I never am. But I, I'm optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that, Sandy? I, I don't know. I think my boss You're told Susie me that. You're Susie Sunshine most yeah, of the time. Yeah, that's right. Well, you have to ask my <laughs> listeners about that. Well, let me just say, uh, in regard to the mandates, just if I can give this to you quickly, because this is really interesting. It was in the Epoch Times this morning. Uh, and it talks about uh, each of these states, uh, the emergency orders, these governors, you know, jumped once they declare emergency, they do not want to let it go. Right. And so there are a lot of states where they're, like in Kansas, emergency authority of Governor Laura Kelly, uh, a Democrat extends to January of 2023. Uh, uh, Gavin Newsom is not letting go of his emergency authority. Twelve states, seven of them with a Democratic governor and legislature, have emergency orders still in place, and the remaining states have either ended their emergency or have announced a date to terminate. Uh, in North Carolina, uh, Democratic Governor Roy Cooper vetoed legislation that would sort of do away with his authority. Uh, but um, uh, some of these yeah. legislatures are over overriding these governors by um, in the legislature, and then the v- governor will veto it, and then they will override the veto. So I don't have time for more than that. But all right, so this is spring. Well, that spring that that, that, that process you describe is a lot better than some agency setting the law. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least there's some representation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, some. Yeah. Some. Sir. Uh, you have to be, be beholden yeah. to someone. Yeah. Your, your voters eventually. Mm. All right. So the phone number is eight seven seven six one six two three nine six eight seven seven six one six two three nine six or you can go to afr. dot net and make you the, the most generous uh, gift that you can make. It's Spring Shareathon twenty twenty two. When we come back, I'll ask Tim Wildman, our president, what's going on there. My name is Bill Bradford. I've served on the board of AFA for about eight and a half years, and I'm the pastor of Lawndale Presbyterian Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. Every Sunday, I want people to leave going, the gospel is true, Christ is the redeemer I need, I'm a broken sinner who needs grace. AFA lives by that. At the same time, they're also applying that in a number of different areas that they can give a lot of 
focus and directness to religious liberty, the family, the unborn, things like that that we cherish as a local church, but they can give more effort and intensity to. So I'm very thankful for that. In addition to that, there's just a variety of resources that AFA puts out. Some of the ones that I've really appreciated of late is The God Who Speaks, and we've done The God Who Speaks in our Sunday school. It's a good resources for local church as well as being able to see effects of Christian discipleship carried out and put on the ground in a very directed way. This is Trish Kirsch from Rockwall, Texas. I appreciate FR so much. I feel in touch with my family, my family in Mississippi and all across the country. You at AFR call us all together in Christ. I envision brothers and sisters searching for truth from Sandy Rios, the Addisons, the Bible Guys, and all the rest of my family serving up truth to all of us that come to be nourished in so many ways at the AFR table. Thank you, thank you for being servants to all of us. And we're looking to Jesus. Call 877-616-2396 and make your pledge. Or give online at AFR.net. It's share on American Family Radio. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to share Welcome back to share If you've been listening, this is Sandy Rios in the morning, and I'm joining Sandy uh, today, uh, tomorrow, and Thursday during our share And we appreciate you listening to Sandy each morning, and if you... Uh, Want to help us out? It's our share and we're passing the offering plate around the country here, hoping that you'll help us because AFR is, um, well, we, 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 we have to raise our financial needs during this time, and we appreciate everybody who's already pledged, including Brian from Heber Springs, Arkansas, James from Huntsville, Arkansas, let's see, Joel from Leland, Iowa. Carlos from Gatesville, Texas. Stephen from Cedar Springs, Michigan. Uh, Scott from K-O-U-N-T-Z-E, Texas. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Scott, your hometown there. And all everybody's called James from Fayetteville, North Carolina. These are calls that are coming in from around the country. And we thank you for making a pledge and being as generous as you possibly can to help uh, us here at American Family Radio stay on the air and keep adding new stations, hopefully, as we go along. Our phone number to reach us here on AFR, and uh, I'm looking at our folks who are taking calls. I'm watching them uh, through the glass here on the other side of the uh, room. And the phone number to reach us, though, you can call and and talk to them right now. We have a few volunteers who are uh, free and can take your call right now. And and, uh, here's the number, 877-616-2396. 877, that's the number to call us here and make a gift. 877-616-2396. If you want to check out share online, go to AFR.net, AFR.net. Our theme for this share we always have a theme, and our theme is, uh, and you just heard the, the song that uh, uh, we're using, is Looking to Jesus. And if you read Hebrews in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, You'll see where we get that uh, expression from, looking to Jesus. Uh, that is uh, our <clears throat> share theme. Uh, 
theme for this spring. Sandy, uh, looking to Jesus, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, you read that earlier. I did. I love it. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It is finished. It is finished. The work is finished. But we're not done. <laughs> we got a few more things to do here on earth until we before we can, you know, in, come into His presence. And uh, I don't. I for one just really can't wait. I honestly cannot wait. Meanwhile, we have to live here, and uh, Jesus certainly understands what that's like. And uh, and think, aren't we grateful that He He lowered Himself to become a man, humbled Himself in that way, and put up with what we put up with, and understands. Uh, he was tempted like we were. He suffered like we. He had body physical limitations. And so, um, you know, he is someone we can pray to and know, you know, what's better than when you've got a serious problem and you go to someone who's had that problem in the past or they've lost a child and you just lost a child. There's more comfort from that person. And Jesus can comfort us because he knows. And so uh, that's that's our Savior. Okay, okay, so Tim, you know that the governor of Texas uh, has been dropping illegal immigrants off in Washington, D.C. They just dropped the fourth busload, and there's a picture here of them dropping these guys, and they're mostly men, dropping them off right in front of such a familiar place to me. It's where Fox and NBC and C-SPAN all do their tapings. I lived there. No, I was there so much. But... um, so uh, in that very street, that's right You're across the Capitol. Talking about in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't mean I lived there, yeah. but I mean, I almost did because I did so much work in those right. buildings. Uh, but um, so the, they're they're letting them off, and here's the deal. Here's a story that I pulled from Fox this morning that I think is really interesting, Tim. And let's let me play it. Uh, let, let's have Adam play it, and then let's talk about it. This is clip four. According to a CBP record I obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request, there were at least 23 known or suspected terrorists caught here at our southern border in 2021. Take a look at this graphic. We'll dive right into the numbers for you. Uh, This shows there were uh, approximately 23 hits on the TSDB. That is the Terrorist Screening Database. There were four in San Diego sector, four in El Centro, two in Yuma sector, two in Tucson sector, three in El Paso sector, four in Del Rio sector, and four in the Rio Grande Valley sector. And again, this is the FBI's terrorist screening center who puts together this database. And keep in mind, these are only the ones they know about, only the ones they caught. And as you take a look at some file video right here, we'll explain why that's such a concern. Keep in mind, just in the last six months alone here at the border, there have been more than 300,000 known gotaways. Border Patrol can't be everywhere at once. People are getting through in major, major numbers. And that's one of the reasons why former ICE Director Tom Homan says these terrorist numbers, these these guys caught at the border last year, are a major concern. And he says DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has to start considering the border crisis as a national security issue. Take a listen. He knows 23 people have been arrested off the FBI screening database. He knows that. He's the Secretary of Homeland Security. At what point does this man have enough integrity to tell the White House, I cannot keep this border open no matter what because we've created a national security issue of the highest proportions. If he had any integrity at all, he would tell the White House, no, we need to secure the border. All right, so that was the the last voice was that of Tom Homan, who used to be in charge of Department of Homeland Security. Uh, He was that actually under uh, Barack Obama. But Tom is uh, just... 
he is passionate about this and for good reason. So that was 2021, 23 known terrorists. And Tim, my understanding is there are Ukrainians flooding across the border, the southern border, in mass. People from Eastern Europe, uh, people from the Cubans, uh, people from China. I mean, uh, and they're not on the terrorist list. We have no way of tracking them. They're just flooding in without restraint. And I just yeah. it'd be interesting to know what your thoughts are about that. Well, <clears throat> I tell you what, uh, this uh, I saw yesterday where even some Democrats are speaking out against the Biden and and this uh, what do you what do you call this forty two Title forty two Title forty two mm-hmm. where he's uh, set to end that. That was a Trump administration prohibition against entering the country based on COVID, and uh, it's it, it supposed to expire in May if Biden leaves it. As it is, and that's going to be an influx of hundreds of thousands, even millions more people coming across our border. You know, Sandy, I don't know. It's just like this is a dereliction of constitutional duty on the part of President Biden, and I think he should be impeached for it. That's my personal opinion. Whether that'll ever happen, I don't know. But uh, when, when you have when you when your job is to protect and defend the borders of the you know, of your country, that you're the president of, and instead you just open up the floodgates to let millions of people, two million, over two million have come here illegally since he's been president, and you don't give a rip, <clears throat> that's, uh, to me, that's an impeachable offense. I don't know if that fits the definition in the Constitution. Of course, it, I agree with you. He's okay. the commander-in-chief, and yeah. he is tasked with uh, protecting yeah. uh, the, the, the sovereignty and the care of the people of the United States of America, not yeah. the world. It's By horrible. the way, did you see where those border agents were exonerated? You know, ones who were accused of, of whipping the uh, migrants uh, yes. from from Haiti, from Haiti rather. Did you mm-hmm. see that? I did. Okay, they were exonerated, and uh, Jen Psaki was asked about it, the White House press person by Peter Ducey, uh yesterday, and she just dodged, uh, which is her how she operates. She dodges or doesn't answer, or she's a smart aleck, one of the three usually. That's the way she operates there at uh, at the White House, but uh, I just wanted to make clear that uh, Biden Biden himself accused them of wrongdoing the border agents before he ever knew the facts yes. of the case, and uh, now it turns out the investigation was done, and these guys did nothing wrong. Uh, the picture looked bad uh, from an optic standpoint uh, for a lot of people, but they were doing nothing wrong. They weren't whipping anybody, even though Biden accused them of it. So. Anyway, that's part of the war we have going on in our country for the future of our nation, and that's why what we do here is important because Sandy every morning tells people the truth about what's happening and uh, so that we can make a difference with our congressmen and senators and, and in elections, state legislatures, governors, whatever the case may be, uh, so that we can make a difference in, in, in our nation. And, and who knows? We have to try to save our country, Sandy. Uh, because there's no, as I've said before many times, there's nowhere else to sail to, to start over. If we lose America, uh, the world will be far worse off than it is right now. So we we need to save our country for our posterity, our children, our grandchildren, our freedom, our liberty, our way of life. All this matters, and it may look bleak sometimes. It may look like you know you just want to quit, but we can't. We can't quit. Uh, and that's why you're here every morning here on American Family Radio. We can't quit. We've got to keep fighting. 
You know, one thing um, that occurred to me recently, Tim, you know, in other gener- generations, at least I grew up hearing, you know, my parents wanted to make sure they left us more than they right. had started with, that we had an advantage, a leg up, uh, that they left, you know, left things intact as they handed the baton off to us. I went a conversation with my son just last week. He said to me, Mom, you know, I, we're realizing that we will never own a home. We will never own a home. You mean because it's and, so expensive? Or yes. What? Yeah. Yep. He's in North Vancouver, and uh, it's, you know, the average price is a million over a million. So you have to have a 300000 That's, look. The I average price his, for a home? Yes. Where? North Vancouver, British Columbia. Wow. But 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 listen, that's not mm. that's his specifics. But it's right. actually becoming true all over. I I don't mean that just for my son. I'm just saying, we are not handing off to our. We're giving our children incredible debt, inflation. Right. We're handing them open borders. We're handing the schools that are broken. I I'm just I'm heartsick, and that's yeah. why what you said is true. We cannot stop fighting. We cannot stop fighting, and um, I don't know where it says in the Bible that you know you just give up and sit and wait to see have Jesus return. Remember, right after um, uh, Jesus ascended in the the early church, there were people that were just sitting, and they were told by the disciples to get up, get up and get busy. Yeah, if you don't absolutely. work, you don't eat. And so yeah. get busy and work. Uh, we work until he returns. And so we work in a lot of, but we work for righteousness, that's for sure also. Um, let me just say that this is our spring share and we are, you know, very grateful in advance for every single dollar you can give us. If you haven't done it yet, the phone number is 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, or go to AFR.net, AFR.net, to make your best pledge. If you're, like Tim says, antisocial, you can go to AFR.net. You don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> but if you want to hear a cheerful voice this morning, 877-616-2396. Let's pause and listen to another listener comments and then we're almost done so if you haven't given money this morning it's time to do that all right let's listen my husband and me listen to afr and as we're older and not able to share and uh teaching and doing a lot of things in the church that we've done in the past we do get the blessing of helping carry out the great commission in different ways and especially praying for afr we know you're going into all the world in many ways and uh, we love Sandy Rios in the morning such a blessing and then for Alex McFarlane and Bert Harper and their Bible studies and and then uh, Peter Rosenberg he's such a blessing on Saturday mornings and we just thank God for your ministry of AFR wow thank you she didn't give her name but that was so sweet that was Helen from Texas Helen okay You, you know uh Helen, thank you. That was just absolutely lovely. And her mentioning Alex and Bert reminded me that now on Sunday mornings, that Sunday morning praise show that I love so much is now they've retired or whatever. Yeah. And in their place is Alex and Bert. And I've been enjoying listening to them so much on Sunday mornings now, Tim. Yeah, they do absolutely. A great job. Alex and Bert are a great team. In fact, Bert's going to be with me in the next hour here on American Family Radio during Sherathon. So we'll talk to him about the new show on Sunday mornings. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, yeah, the other gentleman uh, uh, retired. Gary. 
Gary, yeah, yes, somebody. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, gosh, he just, I love that show. I'm, I oh, miss I know. It, so I really do. I know. Uh, I really miss it. But anyway, let me give the number again here. Uh, if you want to know where we are, we're at $203,000 uh, for a share Usually we go over $3 million by the end of share on Thursday evening. And hopefully we'll be there. We're off to a pretty good start here, but we need your help. If you haven't made a gift to AFR for share Spring share here's the number. Call and be as generous as you can. Help us uh, because we want to stay on the air and we want to grow. Uh, we, and we have to, but we have to budget. We have to plan and uh, we have to know how much money we're going to have to uh, be able to do those things that I just mentioned. So here's the phone number, 877-616-2396. That's a, uh, that rings right here. Uh, if phones ring anymore, I don't even know. Uh, but that, that, uh, I, Rings right here into our offices and our studios. <laughs> and uh, the phone number is 877-616-2396. Sandy, we got one minute left. Is there, uh, we've been praying here for those folks who have been uh, held I- at the Capitol or in Washington, D.C., unfairly from January 6th uh, that you interviewed the other day. Any update on that? Uh, well, that particular story, no, but I, but just the whole, yeah, there's a, there, there's just this constant influx. I don't have time this morning, but there's a, a Green Beret who has written a whole letter uh, from prison. He's been, it's, he's got an incredible story, 20 years active duty. And he was arrested because the FBI tried to get him to be an informant on these groups that they call insurrectionists. And he said, there's, they're patriots and he's not going to do it. And they inter- they um, arrested several people that he was with on January 6th. They went to provide security. He can prove that. Uh, and uh, he was just arrested, or he was arrested late. Well, after to the maybe tomorrow, you talk, I know I, I know I rushed you on that uh, issue. Well, he was he, he was arrested because he would not cooperate. So that's that's the late. But that's I know the one piece of information. A lot of people I've talked to were appreciated your interview from those folks who were in oh. from jail uh, the that's, other day. Last Thursday, if people want to go back and listen, and I'm doing another one with the aunt of Matthew Perna, who killed himself this Friday. We'll be talking to her. So Who's he was one of the Jason. Who are you going to be talking? His name is Matthew Perna. I'm talking to his aunt. He killed himself. He's been incarcerated for over a year, and so uh, From that's the a dramatic 6th? story. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. So oh, we we should get the phone number yeah. is eight seven seven six one six two three nine six eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Oh, you can go to AFR.net. Sorry to jump in on you, Tim. That's okay. But we have two seconds left. Yeah, look <laughs> Thanks at, for joining look, me this Yeah, absolutely. Sandy, <laughs> good to be with you. Looking to Jesus is our theme. I'll be back in five minutes with uh, Bert Harper. And we're going to pay tribute to our good friend, Dan Celia, who oh, wow. we recently lost. Uh, it was Heaven's Game, but we'll talk about Brother Dan when we get back. <laughs> 